And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards. I am joined by the lovely and talented Miss E. Hello, darling. Hello. And I have yet to come in with the catchy catchphrase. So Yellow. yeah, maybe, Hello. Uh, maybe when Cameron was in Egypt's land, let <laughs> my Cameron go. Maybe that can be your uh, your catchphrase. We were just I, I, I was going to come up with "How you doing?" But you know that I'm not, I'm from New Jersey, but I I never had that accent, right, or no. or I'm in denial about it. Mm, I don't think I read that. Accent. Oh, I don't think I had that accent. Uh, your uh, Jersey dad didn't have that accent either. We were just no. talking about Father's Day right before we uh, started. Here and Missy showed me a picture that was on her Instagram at Corny Goat Farm. Uh, the earliest picture of you and your dad, and you're just a like what a couple weeks old maybe. I'm a speck. Point? I don't know. I'm I'm on a bottle you're and tiny, I'm tiny, tiny, pretty tiny. And I but I was an and, and I was an eight pound baby. Yeah. So that's a pretty new picture. So that was late in uh, 1965. But uh, your dad looks a lot like uh, Alan Ruck, who played Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And he, uh, what's funny about that is that my dad at 21 was, uh, and a, as a parent, was probably younger than Cameron playing a high school student at the time. Yeah, because he was like late 20s, yeah. I think. It was, <laughs> it was crazy, right? So that you've been having a, a good week that's been, you know, free of, I don't know, people pulling stuff down in your yard or, you know, fireworks keeping you up late at night. Have you seen these stories about, like, fireworks in, in, in cities right now? Oh, dear. And... So there was this tweet that went around this weekend of you know, I, I and can't, no, I haven't I seen any. I don't. I don't Twitter. No, no, no. And no, I haven't seen any stories. Oh, okay. You didn't let me answer the Sorry. question that you posed to me. You just well, kept I heard you say no. So I was just you just went keep... steamrolled me, Cameron. <laughs> You're steamrolling Sorry. me. Better than gaslighting you. Um, yeah, true. Anyway, uh, so yes, yeah, so there was this guy, you know, investigative reporter, quote unquote, on Twitter, who uh, over the weekend had said. You know, basically alleging that there was some government conspiracy to um, desensitize minority neighborhoods to loud noises, and then there was going to be this, you know, massive show of force by either the federal government or maybe it was going to be the police. We didn't really know. Uh, and uh, in Hannah Jones, who was the uh, writer behind the 1619 project, like retweeted this as if this was a serious thing, and and it's and it's not. I mean, what's happening is that we're a couple of weeks away from Independence Day. And people are just shooting off fireworks and prematurely. And fireworks stands are open. Yeah. And they're doing booming business. I mean, like, that much is, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, there ah, was good a, boom. Good There was good a story boom. Uh, that I read yesterday about how um, New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like Phantom Fireworks, and there are two other big ones that are based in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, are seeing, like... 1,700% increases in the number of fireworks that are being sold well, right now because, because so no many of the big ones are... So many gonna of the big not ha- are yeah, I was just going to say, there's, you can't go to a, a, a gathering right. unless it's a protest right. of over... A, you know, you so, can't go, so, of course, people are going to be doing their own fireworks displays. So, uh, let's make a bet now how many... Uh, how many increased trips to the ER are going to happen as a result on on the 4th of July because now there are a whole bunch of, you know... Well, there have been some like crazy videos that have come out already of like Roman candle wars on the streets of New York. Did you, did you ever... I mean, how crazy did things ever get with you and fireworks as a kid? Um, never. Uh, the most we ever were allowed to do was um, they would buy those um, bricks of fireworks... 
Yeah, the black or, cat. I mean, firecrackers. The, the firecrackers. Mm-hmm. And then you'd like set one and like 20 <laughs> would right. go off at once. And that sounded like a rapid machine gun thing to a little kid. But um, no, um, I don't think fireworks weren't legal in New Jersey when I was little. So you had to go someplace. Okay. You couldn't get them unless you went. Because I remember my somebody in my family, we picked some up in North Carolina one year because they were so illegal in New Jersey. And you can go over to Pennsylvania, but if you were if a cop saw you, right. then it, you would it, get pulled yeah. over and you'd get a ticket. So it wasn't worth it. It was like we, Oklahoma City when it was illegal there, but people could go up to Guthrie and get them, but mm-hmm. then they'd get tickets coming home. Yeah. Well, yeah, because growing up in Oklahoma, I mean, I grew up in, in South Oklahoma City, and it may have been illegal, but we were probably like two miles from the city line. Oh, heck, bottle and rockets were Ill- are still illegal in Northern Virginia and some of our neighbors would shoot them off in yeah. the freaking wooded neighborhood, by the way. Hello? Well, we had, I mean, Dem- so we had M80s, bleep. which were quarter six of like dynamite. quarter six of dynamite, yeah. right? And I remember one year when I was probably... Those are some big old booms. Oh, yeah. When I was probably like eight or nine, my, uh, my older brother and his little uh, juvenile delinquent friends... Uh, he would have been probably like 16 or 17, so prime juvenile delinquent age. Uh, got a hold of a couple of M80s, and they're like, oh, he's six years older than you. You're doing the math bad. Sorry, so 15, 16. Okay. Um, anyway. And uh, anyway, so it was it was after the 4th of July. It was like early August in Oklahoma, so mm. everything was parched and dry and dead. Oh, dear. And they ended up setting the, uh, they, they put the M80 up against the fence in. Uh, Huey Long's not Huey Long. I can't say his real name. I mean, Huey Long was the governor of Louisiana. Anyway, I was trying to come up with a, an anonymous name. It wasn't Bobby um, though. John Long. Hot chocolate uh, out of his nose. No, this, one. that okay. was New Jersey. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Uh, Greg Long. Anyway, it was, they they put it, you know they the, put it the on the fence. up against the fence. A picket set wooden it off. fence or a metal? Like a, no, it was a wooden fence. It was like a wooden was. stockade fence. What, a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Let's put something flammable next to wood. So it didn't blow up the fence. Mm. But it did set the neighbor's yard on fire, which we didn't know for about five minutes or so. And so, yeah, they're trying to put out the fire with the garden hose, and and they managed to do it after burning about a quarter of the neighbor's yard down. Holy moly! Uh, But yeah, but we had Roman candle fights, and where you know you'd point the Roman candle at each other, and you'd you'd stand like thirty or forty feet away, and you'd fire them off at each other. Um, we had you know those little things that you. The, the little snappers. Yeah. You, we throw those at each other at the ground. Like, yes, I got you with the snapper. Yeah. It, apparently, New Jersey fireworks were so, so lame that that's the best we could manage. And the snakes. Oh, yeah, the snakes. Yeah. They're still gross, but it's just chemistry, but they're fun. Right. So, yeah, I miss the, the big aerial fireworks. We're not allowed to have those in Virginia. And, uh, and last year, I don't think we did too many because we had such a dry summer yeah. that we were really afraid of it. This year... Hello. It rained all last week. Everything should be nice and damp. We mm-hmm. should be able to go. And the new th- the, the, because of the restrictions of, due to COVID nineteen, um, you we can order online and they can put a package together oh. for us, and we can just sh- you know let them know when we're going to be there and show up. And I got a coupon for ten percent off. So okay, well, we can probably we'll afford a little bit. Let's look at the budget. Yeah. I made fifty bucks today. Hey, nice. Good for you. Off of what? Uh, well, it's not open yet. The Etsy shop, but Corny go. Crafts was tasked with asked uh, a friend of mine. I used we used to live together. We used to knit together mm. when we lived in Northern Virginia. Okay, and she's we, I moved and then she's Navy and they moved to California. Anyway, she's been, always been a big supporter. Way back when we were talking about, remember when I knit the dolls for the kids, the little people? Like yes. there was a bit little Andrew and a little James. Mm-hmm. Well, she was like, I should make Pookie's people, mm. and you know, because that's my nickname. Well, 
somebody already took that name, by the way, and their dolls are seriously really cute. I don't know where they got their nickname from, but okay. mine's way older. I, I totally <laughs> I totally uh, own the nickname versus her, but I'm not going to do Poogie's People, but I got my corny goat critters instead. But anyway, she tasked me with doing a llama. Oh, And nice. so I made a seriously cute, fluffy little llama that I'm, I was looking around for, throwing around for names. And Did you name all of your critters? I gave them all some kind of name, um, but this one I named... Dolly Llama. D-O-L-L-Y. Dolly Llama. Nice. So, That's awesome. That's such a great dad pun, too. Right? I know. But anyway, so, yeah. It, uh, soon to be available in the Corny Goat uh, Crafts Etsy store. I just have to make some more inventory. I just, you know, sometimes I get in the mood for doing that. Sometimes I was finishing up some knitted projects and then I got to reading. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot of reading recently. Right. Well, again, with like all of the rain and it rained every day Mm -hmm. for a week, uh, which I, again, no complaints, but hard to do a lot of outside stuff. And you were just coming off of feeling gross from chemo. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So you, we've had this book on the shelf for, I don't know how many years I got it, you know, paperback at Barnes and Noble uh, and it was a book about Genghis Khan, and you picked it up off the bookshelf because you were looking for history stuff to read. Yeah, and that one it was the Genghis Khan and Making of the Modern World. Okay, so you read that, you were absolutely enthralled, and I think we might have talked about it in the last uh, episode, but you found this guy has written two other books about Genghis Khan as well, kind of like compliments to that first book. Well, yeah, because he spent years traveling out in that part of Mongolia trying to in that part of the world trying to retrace some of Genghis Khan's steps in some of the places where he had traveled to or conquered or been around and so um, not only did he write the original one the Genghis Khan and the making of the modern world he wrote one called Genghis Khan and the quest for God how the world's greatest conqueror gave us religious freedom and then he also wrote and this is really great because this was true, and you can see it in both of these books up to here. Um, he also wrote, read, wrote The Secret History of the Mongol Queens, How the Daughters of Genghis Khan Rescued His Empire. The empire that Genghis Khan created lasted for over 160 years. Wow. And it was the biggest empire ever on Earth, right? And at one point in history, he ruled more land and more people than any other leader has ever ruled ever wow that's crazy ever 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 and more he, than alexander he, the great he got all the way to his people got all the way to austria mm-hmm. but actually um settled and conquered up to kiev which explains my family's eyes right um and as far he went way far north he took over lots of parts of china but the the most interesting thing about him is like when he was coming up it that area was just a whole bunch of individual tribes with some kind of guys in charge but it was mm-hmm. like a little fiefdom sort of thing right and they were always fighting and stealing one another's wives and women and everything and um he was like yeah now I'm 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 here to take over everything. Everything. Uh, I'm I'm here to make sure it all goes back to right. And he managed to unite all the warring tribes. And okay. he came up with the term Mongol. T- 
to give them an and I shared identity. To, to give them a shared identity because we're still talking about disparate people from right. all over this part. I'm like, yes, they're all mostly Asian, mm-hmm. but they're a whole bunch of different types of Asian. Right. So yeah. Okay. But yeah, he. Another really fascinating thing about him was he really valued education, and so he would you know go to conquer these places. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they would they would throw arrows with. Uh, propaganda and pamphlets in various languages that said, hey, if you're a religious guy, if you're a scholar, if you're a mathematician, take this and show it at the gate and come join us. Oh. He had, he loved Arabic mathematicians. Mm-hmm. He loved um, some aspects of Chinese administration. Okay. Uh, he had, he had Italian priests he had um arabic imams he had uh taoists buddhist and confucian priests he would love to join people all these religious people together to have conversations about okay so what makes you guys so great so basically he was an animist okay but he let anybody do their thing Mm -hmm. as long as he was the guy in charge of it all gotcha so okay, but he was he was seriously he was a genius ahead of time as far as administration and setting up things. His whole decimal system of putting like ten people, one person in charge, and a hundred people and one person in charge, like mm-hmm. it was amazing how much he managed. And then taking over the whole Silk Route sort of um, that whole route and conquering the, the things along the way. He just he propelled his people into because they couldn't weave, they couldn't make their own pots right, and stuff they like that. Make a lot like, of stuff. No, but they had to trade for it. But he set up this insanely awesome trading empire. Like, mm. like I said, he was way before his time. But yeah. the problem was, is that people who came after him and sort of like they he, they were related. They were his grandsons and right. great grandsons and stuff. They didn't do his thing. Like they yeah. went in and killed all the people. Where he, he that's not that wasn't okay. his way. So he, they came across as the those Tatars are a bunch of barbarians the horde. or the Mongol right. horde or the Golden Horde. Okay. But yeah, that's not how it was at all. Huh? And what was really fascinating, what I can't, I can't. I, so I'm finished with the quest for God, but I can't wait for the one about his daughters. Was that while he and his sons and his grandsons were leading all these campaigns, and at one time. They had more fronts as far as battle, and it never was this. No one ever came to that same number until the United States went up against Germany and Japan in World War II. Like, mm. he was fighting so many different battles at the same time, like, that number never came up again until then. Okay. And we're talking about the, the 1200s until 1940 something. Yeah. Um, but while he's off doing this stuff, and his sons are off doing this stuff, guess who's running stuff? All the women, because women were just as respected as men for the different things that they could bring to the table. Okay. There was women's uh, equality, there was religious toleration, and there was racial toleration in Genghis Khan's court way before it happened anywhere else in the world. So basically, you're a a Genghis Khan fan now. I would totally totally like to hang out with him and have some of that... 
I would even drink that fermented mare's milk. Oh, that yuck. was the thing. I would do it just because for Genghis or uh, Tim Migrin, which was his real name. Oh, they're going to say um, No, no, no. As you like to call him. No, no. Tim Migrin, <laughs> his real name. Um, so, but in my philosophy, you know, my library philosophy, where if you've read the book and you experience yes. it, you read the history, you can live it in your afterlife. Mm-hmm. We're totally hanging out <laughs> after I die. Well, I'm glad that you've actually, uh, you know, found something that, that's really caught your interest. And yeah, you've got another book along oh, the way. And, we, the, uh, and the author of these is Jack Weatherford. And like, weathered like Storm Sisters Systems, Ford like Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, not that hard. Uh, and I think I got this hardback at eight books for like eight bucks. Yeah, I was like, going to say, uh, once again, plug to, you know, free plug to our uh, eight books, which is our used book website of choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is like an unused hardback for like eight dollars. Yeah, and it's it, it was in beautiful condition. I don't know why didn't the person read it. It's, 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 this guy makes history um, like Tom Holland writes history. Like, it's more like a novel. Like, you just keep wanting to read and know. And believe me, there's a whole bunch of unc- really weird names and stuff because this is Asia. And some of the terms and the tribes and the people's names are like absolute tongue twisters. But you still, you want to find out what's going to happen. Right. So, it's great. It, I loved it. I really do. And well, totally, good. like I said, Genghis Khan and I are like, I'm like, ooh, I want to hang out with him in my afterlife. Uh, well, I've been reading as well, but we're going to save that conversation for the uh, Patreon. Yeah, because it's not a little light it's, reading. It's a, yeah, it's some pretty heavy topics. Uh, and by the way, the uh, Patreon page, if you would like to get even more uh, from Miss E and me, is patreon.com slash Cam Edwards. Uh, we have been a little remiss in doing the uh, extra bonus podcast, but we're gonna be mostly because just getting the regular one is enough. It's or been draining, yeah, it's been kind of it, time yeah. consuming. Well, yeah, it's been a little bit of a challenge, but we're we're back to it, and we're gonna uh, stick to it. And I'm even thinking about uh, maybe even adding a, a second podcast, uh, one I would not subscribe <laughs> you to, uh, on the uh, Patreon page as well, just talking about more of the uh, more of the the politics of what's going on in the world these days. Because I get to talk about some of it on Bearing Arms Cam and Company, uh, which, you know, uh, airs Monday through Friday. We've got it on uh, Town Hall Media at YouTube, and then you can find that on Apple Podcasts as well. But that's generally confined to Second Amendment stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff going on. And we touch on it a little bit, but, you know, I know that this particular podcast is escapism it's the it's what you listen to to get away from all of that stuff so we don't want to in, we don't want to bring it onto the 40 acres we don't want to you know have that invade our our space uh, although we uh, we are having some outside visitors this week I think we've got uh, someone coming to pick up in an old lawn uh, tractor of ours, right? Yeah, we we got lucky because I had answered an ad on Craigslist for some guy who was buying old lawn tractors for parts, mm-hmm. and they couldn't be too small, too this, too that, whatever. And I got back to him, and he got back to me, and he picked up the old Husqvarna. But while he was here, I happened to mention that we have had this John Deere on four flat tires for bleeping forever in the <laughs> it's barn. Like a new well, it it, it ran. We for, used it for right, a year. No, I don't even think it lasted for a whole year. Yeah. It it ran a little right because the dude who was caretaker was using it mm-hmm. but then i put in a new everything but i put the fuel filter in backwards and i think oh. i messed it up but yeah okay. so anyway um yeah it that one's on me but <laughs> that's okay so i um so i had said i mentioned to hit while he was here i mentioned hey we have this yeah so he's coming in the morning to pick that up and then the whole reason i got on craigslist was to create a um 
an ad to get rid of Chico. A, a lonely hearts <laughs> wanted for Chico because he really needs somebody. Oh lord. Else, it other is. than like, okay. So what's funny was like, we always we he he's always male goats and to remember to this is PG. This make is the themselves more attractive podcast. to females. Urinate on their face as they are. <laughs> Oh, to whatever. Like, who I'm hot and sexy. Smell me. This is right. my yummy smell. It's not a yummy smell, by the way. It's Coach it's P it's by it's, it's yeah. It's yeah. it's not something you want to wear. However, he does it. When I walked past him, he did it when Kid 5 to this mm-hmm. afternoon. She was like, Mom, he came running at me. I'm like, there's no girl goats ready for him right now. But he's been wandering around the yard because he got out because he was willing to risk electric- electrocution. Yeah, he's, he's getting shocked. He's we, getting, we he's him. purposely getting, he's he's climbing over the electronic, getting zapped <laughs> to get out, to get busy with the girl who was an asterisk, who is no longer an asterisk. But anyway, I was on Craigslist to get an ad for the Lonely Heart for him because he needs to leave. He just needs to go, yeah. On a, a whole bunch of levels. Um, the, mo- the main one being is I need, he's been here for three years. I want to keep I've kept one of his girls. I want to keep another one of his girls. And now... These are just girls that can't get bread. I now have... I need another male, and I don't want too many of them, so I need to get rid of him for genetic diversity and safety in the And he needs to go somewhere where he can do his thing. And so apparently he's going to be doing his thing with a bunch of La Mancha does. Okay. I'm I'm happy for him. He's going after the lawnmower guy gets here. The lady to get the goat is coming in the afternoon. So, yeah. so I'm I'm excited for Chico, and we're not going to get another buck right now. We'll no, in the spring because that's offensive. It's like I don't probably I, in the winter. I, guess, I had right? offered for trade or or free. And someone actually, but she was the third person who got back to me, and the second person is getting Chico. Mm-hmm. And the fourth person who got to me has a couple of triple registered Nigerian dwarf bucks oh. that I can rent and do driveway dates with. Okay. And so, yay, yay. I never let's have to... Let's, yeah, yeah, let's do that because then I can increase my genetic diversity and whatever, but... I have to say, Chico went so quickly because of his awesome stats. Now, remember, they are dairy goats, and if you are a dairy goat person, which is the most important gender for dairy? A male or a female? Female. Female. Over the past three years, Chico has thrown 16 does to 22 total. Wow. So 16 does to 6 bucks. Yeah. Those are insane statistics. And that's him because it's sperm drives gender. Okay. So when I put those on, like, I was, like, generally, Bucks, you're, like, really hard-pressed to sell. Like, I had five or six people. Like, I had a bunch of texts that turned out to be garbage. But I had six legitimate email people. Okay. Because of that. Like, so he's a... Stinky hot stud ready for action. <laughs> and I'm glad he's going to get it going on with somebody else's girls oh, and somebody yeah. else's jeans and feet and boots and whatever else he <laughs> used to try to pee on. He's right. a nasty dude. Oh, he is. And so once he moves out, then the babies will move into his pen. Yes. Because um, it has a climber. they're still small enough that they can actually squeeze through 
the fence. They actually camp through through that fence oh, because that's the poultry net fence. Oh, okay, good. Those are the little four square. Okay, good. So that's, why that's why I chose actually, yeah. that gotcha. for the infants because some of them are small enough that they can fit mm-hmm. through the goat wire, and the goat wire for the girls has been really low in power because a it's been raining for over a week, and right. b the grasses because really of it, it are yeah. really high right around it, so it's impeding electricity. So they have been able to go in and out. However, the reason I picked Chico's enclosure and I thought it was safe to keep Chico in <laughs> is because the wire is a lot smaller. It's supposed to keep chickens in. And hopefully it'll keep the babies he in. He just walked right over it. He, he, just, he would like go up no, to he literally his just, legs and then he would he, like fall yeah, on it. And, and it was four feet go. tall. Yeah. He would literally just risk it all, jump up, flatten it with his body <laughs> like uh, uh, like what, what they would do with like, you know... Um, Oh, like ancient ladder systems, like trying right. that, and they build this ladder to flunk, throw it over, and like, hey, we have access. Like, it's insane. Oh, that was the other thing about Genghis Khan. <laughs> oh, like, so what he would do yeah. is he would send scouts out for before his raiding parties to figure out where there were the best places for being able to pasture their animals, because mm-hmm. every warrior had five horses and they had goats and sheep and whatever to eat, okay. right? So they needed all this grassland for it. But the other thing he would do is when, like I said, he he admired knowledge. Mm-hmm. He would bring engineers with him so that they could build things on the fly. Oh, wow. And so some towns, yeah. they would totally build a fence around the entire town, preventing anybody from getting out. They were in a walled city anyway. They built yeah. another wall around the walled city and totally flushed them out. Like, the man was a bleeping genius. Sorry, I can't I can't stop it. I, I really, if you look up Jack Weatherford, look up Genghis Khan, you have to read these books. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. That's, I, I can Back tell Back around you're to the Genghis. Yeah. Maybe our next book will be called Genghis. Maybe. Yeah. I don't want one, though. the next though. rooster. Maybe the next rooster will be called Genghis. I don't yeah. want any more bucks right now. No, I know. We have talked about getting a few more uh, birds, though, because we've... We've got six hens at the moment. And a rooster is generally comfortable with nine to 12, mm-hmm. which means comfortable means that's enough for him to take care of and also service, which means if he has less than nine to 12, he's going to wear out the girls that he does have. Yeah. And we only have six, and I don't want to see them lose all their feathers right. because he's a little vigorous. And he really isn't... He is the coolest. No, he like, is, yeah, the girls all know. Like, I actually saw the other day, like... One girl, she heard him, and she just took the position, and he came running across the yard, and literally, like, that was about as, like, I don't even think anything happened, but it was all like, I did that, and he's really, so he didn't have to hurt her, grab her feathers or anything. Well, we were, uh, so we were, again, we were on Craigslist, and we were looking at uh, chickens for sale, and we found a person that was offering uh, a variety of different kinds, including Easter eggers, they're the ones that lay the, the blue legs, or the blue eggs. Uh, and then these, there were what were they called? Marins that? No, the copper marins lay the lay very, very dark green. brown. Oh, no, okay. copper marins oh, lay very lay dark like brown. But they're calling the olive eggers, and that's a, a mix between a copper marin, copper marin, and an americana. Gotcha. And they get these like because it's blue covered with brown. You get these crazy olivey dark green. They look like dinosaur eggs. Yeah. Like there really was a do. whole ba- you showed me a picture of a basket of them and it looked like something that a lizard would like. And you're kind of like I'm not sure I'd eat that. You know, it's just a very weird color, but it's kind of cool. Uh, I think it's actually uh, it's all cool, but it's really funny is like there's so many other egg colors than white. 
Right. Like in the grocery store, you only ever get brown and white. And the mm-hmm. brown, you're like, oh, ew, brown. Ooh, that means they're poop colored. No, <laughs> right. it's just the last layer that the, the chicken puts on. And the Easter egg eggs are really blue. I mean, they look like huge robin eggs. Or they're very light cream. Okay. But I think Murray McMurray, um, which Hatchery. is one of the... Huh? One of the hatcheries. Yeah. We get their catalog because that's where I first got our very first uh, Buffalo Pinktons from. Mm-hmm. And every single chick came alive. Yeah. And we had a great year that year. They have, one of their people have been breeding a chicken that's, it's not an Americana, it's not an Americana, whatever. You know, there's two different spellings. Right. Um, It's a blue laying egg chicken. Like, that's it. Okay. It's like a kind of chicken that they specifically <laughs> bred. I, don't, I think it's like Professor Whatever's. But if you're interested in that... Like, at first, when I started getting chickens, I wanted durability, hardiness, and, you know, broodiness. Because we mm-hmm. thought, well, uh, we would want them to raise their own. Right. The problem with the pi- the breed I picked, the Buff Orpingtons, is while they were all of the above, they were also bright yellow and easy to predator yeah. targets. So, we lost every single one of that first set. Mm-hmm. And since then... Um, the Dominiques, which are black and white, and the Rustic Ramblers, which are all black, have been the safest. The yeah. dark colored ones, because they can hide in the shadows and they can right. you know, look like a shadow they from not overhead at a. Uh, Bard Rocks, which no, are very. Ours are Dominiques. I know, but I oh. said, if not Dominiques, Bard, Bard Rocks, Rocks are also very similar. Bard We've Rocks. had Bard Rocks in the past. We have. They lay a, a larger brown egg, whereas the Dominiques are consistent, but they lay a light brown littler egg yeah much smaller much smaller but more consistent like some of those they'll, they'll lay one every single day because <coughs> yep. they're littler whereas some of the other girls those big rustic rambler eggs which are like an extra large like you can't even get these in the grocery store they're oh, so no. big like they're so big like when i put them on in the egg carton you can't to store them, them. <laughs> i can't close the lid because some of these girls are laying these huge yeah i'm, eggs. I'm impressed I, I really like this and they're not the double yorker yokers no. they're just big eggs yeah so you don't really get your money's worth so rustic rambler it's a cross between a, a female bard rock and a male uh, i just said the brand the one with the really the copper the, marin the copper marin yeah, and so it's a cross, mm-hmm. um, but so you'd have to look around for them. But you you can find them. But they they're hardy birds. They're not you know they're just plain old black birds with a red comb. They're not that pretty. They yep. have brown eyes. They're they whatever. Get the job done. They get the job done. And they make some delicious eggs. They so do. Everything else is uh, going well. The tomatoes are growing like gangbusters. We've got lots of um, lots of cherries. Lots of cherries. Lots of paste. Tomatoes, you're all green still. No, no color yet. Nothing ripe. But probably in another three weeks or so. But the paste and the determinate bed are all like there's so many fruits at once. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. Like I those know. are going to be the ones that I can versus yeah. the ones that I sauce later. But yay! And we have some. Uh, I think we have some Berkeley tie dye. I think you're in right. In the slicers, the big yeah. globy greens. But I'm so excited because of the... We have so many sun golds and the sweet millions. You're like, there's these like little clusters. just like It's like a grapevine of like 10. And all of a sudden you see these broop, 10 tomatoes. And you're like, yes! It's exciting. It is exciting. This is my favorite time of the, the spring growing season when everything starts to really get going. Yeah. And we shan't, uh, we shan't talk about peppers this week. We just, no. We, we, look at the time. We got to go. So uh, anyway, hope that you all have a fantastic week. Thank you for being a part of the program. 
Uh, again, a reminder that uh, patreon.com slash Cam Edwards is where you can find the uh, After Hours podcast available to our subscribers, the Uncensored. One of you like to hear Missy go blue. It's <laughs> blue as an Easter egg or egg. Um, Corning Oak Farm on Facebook is where you can find a lot of the recipes that we talk about. I try to post them in the notes section so that they are timely and you don't get they don't get lost in the news feed. So um, if we've talked about it and you don't see it there, go ahead and email us at 40acrefool at gmail.com. You can also <laughs> reach out to Missy on Instagram at Corning Oak Farm or uh, myself on Twitter at Cam Edwards. As always, we really do appreciate you being a part of this community and uh, listening to the program. We hope that you're having a good summer and that things aren't too crazy, though we live in crazy times. We will be back before long, but until we talk again, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. And make stuff even more apropos during the COVID time. Yeah, everybody's making, so just keep making. Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.